the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. This is Hi Kids, a show for kids by kids. My name is Renelle Silverstone and I am 12 years old. And I am your host for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to 101.9 Hi FM. Today, I have an exciting show lined up for you. And to start off, I will be interviewing Delon Backer. And he is the co-founder and director at Mannequin and is also a film producer and director. I also have amazing fun facts for you and a short poem by Richard Thomas. Get ready for a fire-jammed pack show only on 101.9 Cry FM. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. My name is Renal Silverstone and I am 12 years old. You're still listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. Our first fun fact for the day is Pandas have lived on Earth for two to three million years. Who would have thought that? They've certainly been around for a long time. If you have other fun facts, you can send a telegram to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, and you? I'm good, thanks. How is your day been? Good. That's a bit of a tongue twister there. I don't think I'm going to say <laughs> Too it. many C's. Too many C's. <laughs> All right. Let's begin in, what is a film producer? Um, a film producer is someone that is responsible for bringing all the elements of a film together. So that would be from finding the script to the director, to the talent, helping put the finance plan together. They are sort of um, they're the, they're the, the navigator of, of uh, the film, plotting out the course and, and bringing in all the, the pieces that uh, pull the, the puzzle together. Wow. And what about a film director? Like, what's the difference between the two? Um they're kind of almost two sides of the same coin, you know, the, the producers more on the management and pulling the pieces of the puzzle together and a lot of the behind the scenes work that really never gets, you know, seen or rewarded where the director helps formulate, you know, the creative vision for the film. Um, the, he creates, he, he puts the sort of creative boundaries together and brings all the other creatives, which are your, you know, director of photography, production designer, costume designer, and he brings them all together and he says, look, this is the vision for the film. And they have to go out and make sure that they take and follow that vision in their respective, uh, departments. Um, and that's what a director does. And who comes up with those ideas? Uh, well, for the screenplay or for the, the, the vision of, well, <laughs> you know, you, you, it's a, it's a funny one. You, there are many ways of it coming about. You can have a writer that, you know, wants to write a, a piece of material or a script from their own experiences. They could be a fan of a genre, um, and they start developing, developing it by themselves. Um, and then once they're done, they'll get an agent attached or they will have an agent already and that script will get out into the industry and people will read it and it will resonate with certain directors and producers. Usually screenplays will be seen by directors or producers at first before they go to anyone else. And that's where sort of the planning and the visions, uh, put together. Wow. And what made you go into filmmaking? Um, I mean, I love movies. And who doesn't, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's a it's a great art form. It's one that is it's art, but in the commercial sense. 
So there are those moments where you can make money out of it, and there, there are those moments when you can say something and it can connect with people um, and it can touch them and change them. And, and so it's, it's one of the few industries in the world that has you know, a balance between the two. Even if you look in South Africa where film sits in all the different departments in government, um, it sits over two departments. It sits in the Department of Trade and Industry, and it sits in the Department of Arts and Culture. Uh, and, and that's sort of a testament to how it can, you know, be one or the other. Y- you'll never see mining sitting in, you know, anything else but resources. That's where it will go. And a lot of other, de- other areas are far more defined. Wow. And what is Mannequin Pictures? Uh, Mannequin Pictures is a South African production company, and we develop and produce uh, films, television, uh, documentaries. Uh, we mainly focus in film. And one of the cool things about the company is that it produces films out of South Africa for a worldwide audience. So it's not just about – I mean, we do produce local films as well. But one of the things we're trying to say is that, you know, uh, just because you live in South Africa – doesn't mean you can't make commercial films that can be watched all around the world. And uh, after many years, we're, we're starting to achieve those goals. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. What films have you produced? Um, there's, there's a couple of films that we produced. Our most recent film is a film called Rogue uh, with Megan Fox. Uh, we shot that in October last year, um, and that should be premiering um, towards the the end of this year, uh, which we're all very excited about. Um, uh, before that, we did um, a film with Lacey Chabay, who a lot of people know as Gretchen and Mean Girls, um, called Love and Safari, which uh, which we which premiered, I think, last year in the United States. Um, and, you know, there's a bunch of stuff. We did a documentary on Oscar Pistorius. We've done a television series for, for Mnet, for uh, Viacom, Comedy Central. So there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. But our, our most recent stuff is, is what we're most proud of. Well done. <laughs> Do you think reading, reading helps with producing and filming? You know? this, is, this is, funnily enough, when, when I read some of the questions, it was, it, it might sound like a stupid question, but it's actually a very good question because you will find in Hollywood that some of the greatest producers are not really that good at reading. Um, I won't mention their names, but um, uh, th- there's something to be said to understand a film and a screenplay um, in a 30-second pitch. And knowing that if you can sell that in 30 seconds or understand it or articulate it in 30 seconds, uh, then that makes for a, you know, a good film. Um, and so is it important? Look, you've got to be able to read. If you can't read, that's a problem. Uh, but do you have to be an amazing reader? Do you have to be an amazing writer in terms of your spelling and grammar? No. You have to understand story. Um, and that's uh, also something about being a performer. You can't teach someone to act. Um, that's something that's an innate ability that they have um, and that they can develop over time. Wow. <laughs> Did you always want to be a film producer and director? Um, no, I mean, when you're a, a kid, you uh, you want to be a lot of different things. <laughs> I'm sure you've gone through a couple of them yourself. Well, not too many. <laughs> not too many, yes, and you're, you're just 12. 
So let's add on a couple more years and you might, <laughs> uh, you know, move around. But, yeah, when, when I settled on film, it, um, it was uh, something I just continued with. And here we are, you know, 12, 13 years later. Wow. As old as you. <laughs> <laughs> True. What did you have to study to become a film director? Um, yeah, I went to AFTA, which is a film school uh, in Joburg. I'm sure some of the listeners might have older brothers or sisters <laughs> that go there. Um, and, uh, you know, that's where I studied. Do you have to study to be a film producer or, uh, you know, a director? Not necessarily. Um, but I would advise it if the opportunity arises. But, yeah, that's where I studied. And what do they teach you? What do they teach you? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, ooh, I don't know if I can say what I really want to say. Uh, <laughs> it's only 12-year-olds. Um, they, you know, they teach you all about film. I mean, you watch lots of movies. Go to school. What do you do? You watch movies. And you talk about them. And then you read some scripts. And, and uh, you know, there's that you break down the films. You understand, you know, when you, when you speak to people, people think that you just set up a camera and you shoot. Um, I had one person many years ago say, oh, you know, how difficult is it? You just set up a, a camera and you shoot. And I said to them, well, this particular movie we're talking about, I know for a fact that they built the whole set. So every single, every single item that you saw was a kitchen we were looking at. Every single item was brought in, built and put in there and designed for the scene. And then when the film was open, over, it was broken down and it was sold. It wasn't someone's house. Um, and, uh, you know, they often say that a picture tells a thousand words, but in the film business, it tells a thousand lies because uh, it's not, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's not, it's, what you're seeing is not necessarily what's there. Wow. And how do you see something that's not necessarily there? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, you just see it. Um, uh, it's, it, look, it's, 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 you know, walls which you think are real but are actually fake, made of plastic. It's, you know, you watch your superhero movies and people bash through a wall, not bricks, that's, uh, you know, um, it's, it's uh, rubber or, or plastic or, you know. Um, so that, that's kind of what I, I mean by seeing something that's not really there. And how do you get pictures on a green screen? How do you get pictures on a green screen? Um, so the idea with the green screen is to replace the background um, and it's to film the subject or the character, which if it was behind you right now, it would be you. Okay. And we'd be able to remove the complete background, keep you there. And then we would be able to substitute whatever that background is. If we wanted it to be, where would you like to be on a beach? Would you like to be in a mountain? Would you like to be having some pizza? Whatever <laughs> it is, we could just, you know, substitute. But will you. they be real pizza, not rubber, right? Yes, we can <laughs> because you'd have to eat it. So it would have to be real. Um, and uh, whether it would be good or not, I don't know. It depends on what the budget can afford. Um, but but that that's what we can do, and that's what you do with the, with the green screen. All of it's done in post-production once the film is, is shot. Wow. Can you explain the stages of making a film? Um, I mean, the most common stages is your pre-production, production, and post-production. So pre-production is once the film is, is financed, um, you start casting the film, um, attaching all the different actors, bringing all the different crew members, start planning for the film. So you start breaking down the script. 
um, seeing which locations you're going to shoot at, uh, which locations you're going to build in a studio. Um, you start looking at um, uh, the visual effects requirements, the makeup requirements. It's all the planning is done in, in pre-production. And then you've got production, which is when you start filming, when cameras roll. Uh, we also call it uh, the start of principal photography. And that can be from anywhere from three weeks to four months, depending on how big your budget is, uh, whether you're making a local film or whether you're making one with Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, these things all uh, all um, affect the, the length of time. And once that's completed, we call that the wrap. And then we go into uh, post-production. And post-production is where you do the edit, uh, you do the sound, uh, you do the visual effects, and you start tying the whole uh, film together. Um, and once that's completed, um, then it goes to the screen, and that's where everyone watches it. Wow. And how would you make the sound effects and all of those things? Um, you can record them on set. Uh, so um, you, when you're on set, you have a sound recordist um, and a sound uh, mixer and his team, and, and they record uh, the conversations. They call, you know, if I'm knocking, they'll record that separately. Um, when you get into post-production, the sound design, they have a massive library of um, sound effects that they use. Um, and so they'll just pull. I mean, today, funny enough, I was in... Uh, final mix of one of our movies and uh, we had to find a siren and we opened it up and there were just like hundreds of options and you you think to yourself well how many different ways what types of sirens can you get you can get a lot um and and so yeah so that's how it's put together wow and what's your favorite sound effect <laughs> i don't know um what's my i don't necessarily have a favorite sound effect but um if I had to choose one, I don't know. We, we found some cool sirens today. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to be good at art to be a director? It can only help you. Uh, do you need to be good at art to make movies? No. Um, a director of photography is someone that is, um, that's more his job and, and the gaffer. Um, they put together the the the, uh, the idea of the look of the film. So the director will say, this is how I want the film to look. And uh, then the director of photography or the cinematographer and the gaffer will say, okay, cool, this is what we need to do to achieve that. And earlier I was talking about the vision, the, the director's vision. Um, that's a, a good example of taking his vision and incorpora incorporating it. So to be a director or a producer, not necessarily. If you are a director of photography, that, that helps. It helps a lot um, in terms of, you know, developing cool visual styles. Wow. And what is the difference between a film and a movie? Um, also an interesting question. Uh, a lot of people that aren't in the film industry will call it movies. Um, that's sort of like uh, what audience members and, you know, um, like I said, people that aren't in the, the audience member will say, let's go to the movies. And movie and movies usually uh, refers to um, all the different options you have. You'll never say, let's go to the film or let's go to the films. Yeah. <laughs> and, and somehow that word has been interchangeably used as film and movie. Um, but, yeah, a film is we make films, we don't make movies. 
you go to the movies or you go watch a movie. Um, I mean, maybe overtly technical, but it's uh, yeah. The, diff- the the basic difference is one is what audience members will will use, and the other is what people in the industry will refer to it as. Wow. And when do you feel most happy during making a film? When do I feel most happy? Um, probably not during the making of it, because that <laughs> is extremely difficult. Um, you know, the, the irony of, of a movie is you'll watch a movie and it'll be extremely relaxing to watch. But to make is the complete opposite. It's a lot of work, late hours, um, a, a lot of things that happen that people will never see and that happen behind the camera. Um, the the best time of it is when you sit in an audience and people watch it and they respond, and you can hear them laugh, or you can hear them cry, or you know, and afterwards when they come and they'll tell you that they enjoyed it, or you can see it's had a, a, an effect on them. You know, uh, I'm sure you've got some of your favorite movies. I'm sure there's movies you've watched that have um, you've walked out thinking a little bit differently about life and things, or maybe not as a 12 year old you're still just <laughs> enjoying it. Uh, but, um, so, so yeah, that, that for me is the best time of seeing people's reaction. Hmm. What's your favorite genre? Um, my favorite genre, um, I have, uh, I'm a lover of all types of movies, to be honest with you. I don't necessarily have a favorite genre. Um, I would say uh, somewhere between, you know, dramas and thrillers. Um, that's what I like. I like, um. Uh, I mean, ter- in terms of films and directors, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, sort of the, the old Batman series. You know, I like I like that sort of um, those those films that you can watch by Christopher Nolan, which are entertaining, but have something to say as well. What are your favorite films? Wow. <laughs> See, when you're writing up these questions, you have to be ready for me to ask you a question as well. I would go with action and comedy. But don't you have a specific film that you like? No. I feel like when directors are making something, they want people to have a favorite, but it's not really nice for the others because you're watching it and you're choosing. It's like choosing a favorite kid mm. and saying, like, you're my favorite. Yeah. But you have other kids. Yeah. It's but the same I was kind. the favorite kid. So, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I like all movies. Like okay. they all have a different meaning, not the same. Well, some of them. It's a good answer. Well, on that note, let's take a quick song break. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I am your host for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to 101.9 Chai FM. Are you local? Am I local? What does that mean? You mean are we based local? The company, local? yeah. Yeah, the company is based in, in Joburg, um, just down the road. Uh, and uh, we work all over South Africa. We've shot movies uh, everywhere from you know Durban to Cape Town, up north in the desert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What is the difference between a documentary and a movie? Uh, Well, I mean, a documentary can be a movie. uh, But I think you're referring more to uh, what's the difference between a film and... uh, Because we talked about this earlier, film and movies. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Remember, remember. Um, A film, uh, a documentary is is something that uh, details, documents real life. Um, It's usually about things that have happened... 
uh, in the world or in the past or today, where film can often be fictional or can also be inspired by true events or is true as well. But usually a, a documentary will always be based on the truth unless it's a mockumentary. Okay, that means that it's a I'm fake. Mocking. mocking. It's a fake documentary. Um, so those, those are the differences there between the two. And do you do both? Uh, we, we like to focus on film, um, but uh, we have done documentaries. Um, and so from time to time we find the right story, sure. What places have you filmed in? Um, so all of our filming's really been in uh, in South Africa. So we have uh, shot, like I said, in KwaZulu Natal and Durban. We've shot in Cape Town. We've shot in Joburg. Uh, we've shot in Hartbeersport. Uh, the recent film that we did with uh, with Megan was in Hardy's. We spent four weeks out there. Um, Bella Bella. In Limpopo, we've worked out there. Up north, um, in the Northern Cape, near Uppington, near the salt pans there. We've made movies out there. So we've worked in most places, the Drakensberg, we've worked there, we've made movies there. So I'm trying to think of places we haven't been that we <laughs> still have to go to. Um, Maybe outside Africa. Oh yeah, outside South Africa, <laughs> probably, like in Sun City. I don't think we've done anything there. Um, so. Wow. And what do you enjoy most about your job? Uh, it's the, the, the great thing about the business is it's, you're not sitting behind a desk eight to five, five days a week. Yeah. You know, 300 days in a year. You're moving. So sometimes it's great to be at the office, be on set, testing the coffee, making sure the coffee's <laughs> good on set, you know. Um, uh, other times it's good to be in the office, have a little stability. Um, uh, so that's, that's great. I, I, I think one of the, the best perks is being all the different things that have different people you're meeting, different spaces you're working in, uh, the challenges continually changing. Um, so it is, uh, very stimulating and stressful at the same time. Wow. And how do you handle the stress? <laughs> um, we're in the business of acting. We just pretend. Sure. That it's all fine. Meanwhile, things <laughs> might be falling apart and we just smile when there's a big burning set behind you. No, I'm joking. That doesn't happen. Uh, maybe once, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> what don't you enjoy most about your job? What don't I? Jeez. Um, I mean, some things I'd like to say. I don't know if I can say. <laughs> um, what don't I enjoy? Bad set food. That's terrible. What food? When it starts tasting all the same. So, you know, you'll, you'll eat a different, they will say there's a different meal today, but it will taste like the previous day. <laughs> um, and that, that, that's not, that's not cool. And sometimes when you're on, when, when you're on set for, um, a while, you know, the, the, usually around the food, as long as the, if the food's good, we're all happy. We're happy chappies. What is the nicest place you have ever filmed a movie? Film. Filmed a film. <laughs> um, shot a film. Um, what is the nicest? I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's, the Drakensberg was, was amazing. Uh, we worked in the, uh, Atlantis Dunes, uh, down in, um, Cape Town. 
which is which looks like a big de- desert, but it's not. Um, Cape Town's always a great place. It's a beautiful city. We love working out there. Um, we shot on top of Table Mountain once. We shot there when there was there was a big cloud on top, so it was beautiful. Um, we're often working in beautiful places. Um, yeah, so so those were, those would be some of my favorite places we worked in. Wow. If you could choose any job in the whole entire world, what job would it be? Outside of mine. I mean, obviously, I can't choose my job. You can? I choose my job. Okay, and wh- if it's not your job? If it's not my job, what would I, what would I do? Yeah. Um, I would, I would want to <laughs> run a beach bar. That would be great. And what would you sell in it? I would sell wonderful cocktails, maybe a beach bar in Mykonos. That would be fantastic in the <laughs> summer. Um, so that that would be be great. Um, and so wonderful cocktails, lots of Aperol spritzes, which none of your viewers are allowed to drink. Only, <laughs> only ones without alcohol. <laughs> so you just say appetizer. Appetizer. That's it. Appetizer <laughs> spritzes. <laughs> if you could choose between being happy but poor mm. or being rich yet sad what would it be um i mean it's an easy one you want to be happy that's yeah. simple if you can be happy what else do you need people that are happy have everything that they need so that means that being poor doesn't make a difference to them well yeah. what would you be Take the I cash money. No, I'd definitely be happy. <laughs> Would you? I don't think it's worth it to be rich. But what about the private jets and the yachts? She What's want the that. point? I'd rather have my family. What about all the PlayStation? I'd but rather that, be happy but with you my can family. Still, you can still have your family. Yeah, but you won't be happy with them. Okay. <laughs> cool. You well. win. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Did you know that... For ages, scientists didn't know whether pandas or bears are most more closely related to raccoons. That would be a massive type of raccoon. Well, now they know, of course, as it's called a panda bear and not a panda raccoon. But that's just the giant panda. They believe that the red panda is indeed from the family of raccoons. Wow. I know I learned so much today on the Chai Kids Show, and I hope you do too. Join us next week Monday with amazing guests, stories, fun facts, and even more fun till we meet again right here on 101.9 Chai FM. Goodbye, kids. Shabbat shalom. Have a super duper week.